What is pregame salutations? Let's bring in the likes of Coach Sal. Bob O'Neill along with Andy Fantus here on Tiger Cats pregame presented by Greenworks on the Tiger Cats Audio Network. And Coach Sal, thanks for joining us as always. Bubba, it's always a pleasure to be with you and with Andy. Let me throw you your, our question, and before we look forward, let's look back a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know what, how you described um, last week's loss to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, but I'll give you that opportunity. What did you like and what did you not like? Well, basically, they didn't get a quick start. You know, uh, Winnipeg got all over them. Uh, they had one little drive in the beginning to get a, a three-pointer, but then it was all Winnipeg for the first quarter. It took them a long time, uh, the Cats, uh, to get into the ball game. And the fact that Winnipeg could run the ball against that uh, defensive front made a whole lot of difference in the ball game. Uh, Calaris was just as Zach Calaris always is. He's, he's on target all the time. And I thought the secondary was kind of off their, off their game early on. So uh, all things said, I was disappointed in the way they started the ball game, but I was very pleased with the third and fourth quarter, the way they came back and played some complimentary football uh, in all three phases. Coach, what do you think they need to do tonight to uh, have success early and get off to a better start? Well, Andy, you said it best early on. Commit to the running game. In the first six games of this year, 2023, the losing teams ran the ball on average 8.8 times. That's not near enough uh, to get your offense in gear. On offense, you've got to use uh, Butler, the running back, to his maximum ability. Uh, you know, and that'll help that old line. It, it'll help open up the play-action pass for uh, Mitchell. So, really, I think you commit to that running game. And, and again, uh, you've got to stay with it. Uh, you can't run the ball uh, eight times, nine times, ten times in a game. You've got to commit to it. Couldn't agree more. We do see a, a few new faces, one on the offensive line, Brandon Kemp. Uh, um, any surprises with any of the new faces in the lineup here tonight for you? Well, the first thing I, I looked at was Lawson at the uh, uh, wide side corner uh, having to play for uh, uh, Woods. Uh, this will be his first start. And uh, Gallimore, we saw early on uh, in the preseason uh, returning the ball, doing a pretty good job. He'll replace Woods in that area. Uh, we, we lost two uh, very stout players in Woods and our kicker, Small, and Legio has come in as the uh, the kicker at large right now, uh, a Winnipeg cut from this year. Yeah, so Mark Legio is, is in for at kicker. You mentioned DeAndre Gallimore. Um, he's getting the start at field side slot back. And Dexter Lawson Jr. at field side cornerback on defense. And uh, Brandon Kemp coming in at right tackle are the, the new starters this week in the lineup. Andy, you know, one of the things that bothers me a little bit about the offensive line is you've got six offensive linemen now. When you're a veteran team, you can afford to have six offensive linemen uh, start a ball game. <clears throat> but Black is a draft pick uh, out of Saskatchewan uh, as the only backup. in the O-line uh, with Kemp, uh, having played last year some, uh, seems to me to be in a, in a vulnerable position uh, once again because if if one of those guys go down, uh, which 
place will Black uh, step into? Do you again have to move Revenberg from his guard spot out to a tackle and put Black in a guard, or do you put Black in at the tackle spot? I think we're in a weakness area right there. Well, we did, we did see Casey Sales uh, <laughs> switch his jersey late in the game last week and come over and play offensive line, so uh, hoping that doesn't need to happen. Um, looking at this offensive line, there's one more quick question on it. Like, uh, these guys are big, big players. You look left to right, Figueroa, 6'6", 320, Revenberg, 6'4", 301, Beard, 6'5", 320, Woodmansey, 6'5", 325, and Kemp, 6'7", 310. Uh, you got to think that, that that type of size, uh, we mentioned that, that, that run game, that uh, getting them moving downhill and getting them into a rhythm where they're having some, some physical uh, success early will help in the long run and help wear down um, this defensive line of the Argos. No question about that. When you mention all the size that you have up front, you're talking about a road grader outfit. Those guys should be able to move people off the ball. And Butler being a running back that he is, he doesn't need a whole lot of room to, to make yardage in there. But again, you have to stay with it. You can't just uh, nickel and dime it, go back to it once in a while. You've got to commit to it, and you've got to run the ball. You know, Coach, you talk about Butler, and, and I think if you look at his yards per carry and his production in week one versus the Bombers, uh, you'd say very effective, good numbers, but there were the two fumbles. Any concern there for you? You know, you're always concerned when a player fumbles the football, but uh, at the same time, you know, you've got to give him some, some kind of leeway because he didn't do that when he was with the BC Lions. And so I think he'll, he'll overcome that, and he'll protect the football a lot better. Uh, yes, you talk about it. Yes, you mention it to him. And, and of course, he knows all about it. Uh, maybe send the football home with him, let him sleep with it. <laughs> Coach, uh, a, a, you know, a glaring issue would be the discipline in week one and the penalties. Um, of course, of course, you're going to try to change that. Do you, as a coach, do you have any, uh, you know, repercussions for players who do take selfish penalties into this game? You know, it's hard to say because it's always on an individual basis. I never approach my guys uh, with a collective, uh, you got to stop the penalty thing. If an individual has taken some selfish penalties, I'll take them aside and I'll talk with them and I'll tell them how selfish it is and how uh, detrimental it is to the team. And if he wants to continue in the position he's in, he better clean that up. Uh, Coach, do you have a score for Mo Diallo's body flop? <laughs> negative negative <laughs> score <laughs> coach let's talk about uh bo levi mitchell a bit what was your your grade of him last week and uh and what do you expect to see uh with a, you know a week of practice well you know i i think he's getting uh, more familiar with his receiving core right now we talked a lot about the explosive plays that he missed uh whether he underthrew or overthrew or through behind, I, I think he'll he'll clean that up. You know, Bo's a real pro. He's been at it a long time. I have no doubts in my mind that he'll have a good football game. Uh, if the line protects him well, he'll hit some of those explosive plays. But at the same time, you know, given the, uh, the situation in Toronto, he has a history with those people. He lost a couple of uh, great cups to Toronto, so uh, he'll take a little bit of an edge into this game. 
Coach, I know you're a fan of the league, not only just the Tiger Cats, and uh, I'm seeing, I don't know if it's a trend or it's just this, this is the way it normally is, but with the exception of games that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have been involved in, very grinded out, very uh, defensive-minded, not a lot of offensive and points. You look at the BC Lions last night, I, I think they kicked five field goals. Uh, is that just a trend or is that something that we can expect tonight, you think? No, I, I think it's early season. You normally would expect the defense to be ahead of the offense. Uh, the offense takes so much more timing and, and uh, precision where the defense is hit and react to uh, what's in front of you. So I, I don't see it as a trend, Bubba, but I do see it as, as one of the things uh, uh, that has to be uh, you know attended to as the season goes on. You really want an offensive uh, display. Uh, in the ball game, but again, it goes back to complementary football. That means you got to have all three phases supporting each other. So if the offense is down, the defense has to pick it up. If the defense is down, maybe the special teams has to pick it up. Talking about that defense, what would your approach be, uh, and what do you expect tonight as far as going against uh, you know a fairly inexperienced quarterback um, to to make it hard for him early in the game and and uh, in you know, have success early. Well, it goes back to this. You know, Toronto's got two very solid running backs, uh, Harris and Uledi. Uh, Uledi, you know, he's a power runner with speed. Uh, tackling him, Andy, is like tackling a bag of hammers. Uh, there's no soft spot in it. And, and Harris, of course, he can make that first man miss, and he always falls forward. So I expect Toronto will come out with the same attitude. They want to run the football and keep the pressure off Chad Kelly, their quarterback. So I think Hamilton's defense have got to stop that run, and they got to make Chad Kelly, the quarterback, beat him throwing the ball. What are your thoughts about Kelly? Well, I like him. I, I You know, I, I think the guy's got a lot of uh, upside to him. We saw him, what, three or four times uh, last year. Uh, but at the same time, this is your first start. And, and it's going to be a night uh, in Toronto where they're going to raise the banner. They're going to have all the ring ceremonies, et cetera, et cetera. That maybe takes away a little bit of his edge. So, you know, I like the guy. I hope he plays well, but I hope he doesn't play well enough to win. <laughs> Uh, for the Thai Cats and Bo Levi to get into rhythm, um, you know, other we talked we, we talked about running the ball, establishing and committing to that run, setting up play action. How about receiver wise? Um, you know, I, I would I would like to see a little more spreading the ball around, getting people involved early. Um, do you think that that would be a good approach, or do you like do you like the you know the home run balls um, that we saw quite a few times uh, attempted against Toronto last year? Well, I think you got you you got to be very careful that you don't target White so many times uh, when you've got guys like Goodwin, Tarnowski on the other side, uh, Smith on the inside. Uh, those guys can catch the football too. And don't forget Butler out of the backfield. Use some of that screen pass uh, attitude and use some of that flare out of the backfield. Some of that flat route stuff for for Butler. So spread it around. Don't be afraid of the short throw. Sometimes a short throw turns into a big gain. So, you know, you don't always have to go deep with the ball. But uh, if you want to be, you know, a riverboat gambler and go deep, uh, pick your spots. You don't have to do it every every series. Yeah, I'm a big fan of of, uh, getting touches early to everybody and getting them into the game because then 
late in the game, if you call on somebody who hasn't touched the ball yet or, or only had one target, then it, it becomes a lot more pressure to, uh, to you know, step up late in the game when, when you haven't really been involved. So um, getting the ball in people's hands, like you said, and even if, it's, even if players are being physical in the blocking game, I think just the more uh, physicalness and more involvement in the game will go a long way to uh, helping string along success as the game wears on. Uh, you're right, Andy. Remember, before we moved the hash marks, that wide side receiver, he would run the routes out there for uh, 60 times a game and, and get two thrown to him. So, you know, the, the idea is to get everybody involved in, in the ball game. And when you talk about uh, the slot backs, don't be afraid to bring the slot backs inside and get a little help on those offensive tackles. If you're in a passing situation where you want to go deep with the ball, you need protection. Okay, so you sacrifice a slot back and a running back to help that protection and allow your other guys to get deep. Coach, interesting situation on defense. And going back uh, last week, and let's see how we can translate it to this week. And the likes of Kenneth George Jr., the five uh, defensive back, cornerback out of Tennessee, rookie game in the Canadian Football League, rookie overall, uh, and that in that you know uh, tremendous first quarter for the Blue Bombers last week, he gets beat uh, on a long pass down the left sideline, kind of tripped up over his feet, and then on a second long pass play on the right hand side, he gets kind of bowled over by the receiver and kind of intimidating I would have thought for him how does he take that experience and you know I guess having a short memory I guess uh, to, when you're a cornerback how do you refocus into week two well you're obviously you hit on it he has to refocus you know uh, welcome to the CFL every guy that comes up from the states thinks that uh, he's better than than what the CFL offers in terms of receivers and he got he got taken to school in the Winnipeg game, so I think he'll bounce back from that. He'll understand now that it's it's still a physical game on the corners, and he has to play physical and he has to stay on his feet and be in position to to contest those deep throws. And, and how do you coach? I mean, is that something as a coach during the week of practice after a game like that? Do you have to again pull him aside? Do you have to show him tape or what? Like, how do you deal with that? How do you teach him to become a better player? Well, he's already a good player. Now you're trying to make him a better player. So you have to point out the things that he might have done wrong. And you also have to explain to him that, that you know, you if you're going to play this game here, uh, this is a wider field. This is a bigger field. You just learned that when you were in, in Winnipeg. So, you know, you've got to be on your toes all the time. And again, go back to the individual talk. The, the secondary coach should take him aside and, and encourage him and show him where his mistakes were and encourage him to get better. With his pregame salutations, he's Coach John Salavanis. Always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. We always appreciate your time, Coach, and, I, and I'm hoping that we get to enjoy a, a victory over the rivals tonight. Yes, we need that very much. Thanks, Bubba.